Welcome to the Mind Her Business Podcast, the go-to podcast for female entrepreneurs looking to scale their business while taking care of your mindset, your health, and your family. Honestly, it's just trying to keep your head above water. So go ahead and pour yourself a cup of coffee or make your favorite cocktail. We don't judge. It's time to become the holistic CEO you're meant to be. Welcome back to another episode of the Mind Her Business podcast. Today's going to be a good one. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. I mean, they're always fun. So anytime we get to talk together, which is all day, every day, right. five days a week, sometimes seven, it's really, really fun. I'm excited for today, though, because I mean, I feel like if you're scrolling through TikTok or Instagram or anything like that, everyone seems to be talking about selling online courses or digital products. And while there is so much upside that can come from adding that onto your business, I do want to share like almost the reality, right? When you are first entering this space. Yeah, we have so many students interested in this on top of everything else that they have going on. So uh, we wanted to bring this and shed a little light yeah. just to provide some clarity, um, especially for those kind of looking for additional ways to make revenue yeah, too absolutely. and give like a full picture of best ways to do it. Yeah. And so I think one of the things that is currently being sold is that online courses is like the dream, right? Yeah. It's like you create an online course and then all of a sudden all this passive income starts rolling in. And while there is a way to create a very profitable online Online course, I truly don't believe any of this is passive. Like, not a bit of it is passive. No. Yeah. Like, you're creating the program. And we, I mean, we created our first program back in 2019 and it was a complete flop. And I can look back now and I truly know that if we would have marketed it differently, if we would have had a like launch runway, it would have been a different story. And so I think the dangerous thing with selling an online course as like, the most passive thing you're ever going to do like it's just it's honestly not the truth and so I think that's like the dangerous side of it Um, but there are amazing ways to like set up automated funnels and like to become so specific in your marketing that it feels more passive than you know actively working with a client let's tell people why we created a course yeah. that we did in 2019 oh, and why it was such a big of a flop. I think this is like a really good teaching point yeah. because what we did is what a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. And the mistake we made was in 2019, we had one person yep. in our DMs or in a comment. Honestly, I think it was a comment. comment. Like, I don't even think it was Say that Say something about how pretty our photos <laughs> yes. are. And if you guys know, let's rewind back a few years. You might forget, but presets were such a big thing, right? Like Lightroom presets. Everyone had yes. the heaviest of presets on their Lightroom photos. And of course, we were utilizing presets. And so one comment sparked this, oh, well, people don't know how to do this. Yeah. So I know that online education is starting to pick up and mm-hmm. I could create, we could create a course on Lightroom, mm-hmm. which we both utilized as users, but we were not photographers no. or not photographers. We had no business doing what we were no. doing. And so we spent a lot of time and energy oh my gosh. creating this course. And like, I can truthfully tell you guys like I remember we did a client photo shoot Mm -hmm. and we wrapped up the client photo shoot and I was like Brie we need to take like a video saying that like the course is live because we have so many people who need to know because they're obviously going to buy it y'all we literally this was the first time we mentioned this course like (laughs) we took a video we're like it's live it's live and like one person bought and it was my mom. I was going to say, I feel like it was two or three and one was a, one was a client and one yes. was your mom. 
Yes. The first day it was my mom who bought and then a client ended up buying it like a couple days yes. later because she was like, oh, I just like want to know how you guys are doing this. Mm-hmm. And we, I think we walked away with maybe a total of three sales. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah. And this was a $97 course. And we had spent like, I want to say you, I think you spent like six months doing it. I spent this. way too long doing it. But it was it's the wild. perfect example of make it and they will come. Yeah. That, that mentality of, oh, somebody said that it was pretty. So obviously if I make this, there's enough interest and demand in it that people will just automatically want it. Right. And we had no business teaching it because we weren't experts. And I'm you don't have to be an expert, but we had this was not something we were actively doing for clients. We yeah. had no proof other than our on our own photos that we even knew what we were doing. And truthfully, like we created something that now looking back, I mean, I haven't watched it in a long time, but now looking back, I'm like, there were this is probably so wrong. I also think too, it brings up a really interesting point about like the reason why some people seem to be making sales while they're sleeping. Like, yes, that is a reality. We have online courses. Do we make sales while we sleep? Yes. Does that mean that I just wake up in the morning and I'm like, ah, the sales came rolling in and I didn't have to lift a finger. No. no, we have like content that is working hard for us. We have funnels in place like email marketing. And we have spent, well, we've spent the last almost four years only talking exclusively about Pinterest. We spent the last year and a half only marketing this one yeah. like program um, on one account. And then it just, it, it all comes together and yes. all works together. This would not be working if I was trying to promote all of this on my like lifestyle personal account, mm-hmm. right? They nobody's just like jumping in and buying your course because you share your life. Yep. People don't need another course. They don't need another program. On the flip side, if you know what you're doing correctly, this can be an amazing way to add additional revenue as a service provider. Like 100%. it allows you when we first, not to like derail this conversation, but I love derails. <laughs> Go for it. Right. When we first, so the first course we created was Lightroom. Then we were like, okay, this didn't work, but like, let's just go back to the drawing board. Right. And so I'm really glad that we did that because we ended up realizing that the more we dove into the Pinterest space, the more people actually had questions. And I feel like we approached it in a really smart way where we designed a online course that was like an entry point for people, right? right? Like if they couldn't afford to work with us in a management capacity, they had a way to learn from us and implement and then see success on their end. And then maybe eventually work with us because they were like bringing in enough money inside of their business. I feel like that's a really smart way to approach this because we were talking about Pinterest on social on the management side. And then we always had essentially like a down sell that they could go to. And so it all worked together. It all made sense. Where if we were just talking about Pinterest and trying to sell like a Lightroom course, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. And can you imagine if we would have stopped Right. Right. I always think about that because I feel like that's a common roadblock people come to where maybe they decide, okay, I have a lot of knowledge in this Mm -hmm. subject or I've done this for a client many times. So I'm going to package this up as a course and I'm going to sell it um, and it's going to do so well. And it flops, which happens. And it's happened to us countless times with different programs that we've tested and tried. But I think the biggest thing is is pushing forward and realizing that every single one of your failures just gives you more information. And that's what finally pushed us over the edge was we had tried course after course, and Mm -hmm. each one seemed to progressively do better. A hundred percent. But it wasn't always there for us until the Pinterest school, and that just all clicked. 
I, so we released the pin method for the first time in 2020. And this is our Pinterest marketing yeah, course. So are, just, Pinterest just Pinterest marketing as a business. And I think the first time we released it, we were selling it for like one ninety seven or two ninety seven. I actually think it was three ninety seven. I think it was upwards of two to three. Yeah, yeah. it was maybe two ninety seven because I think we like offered it to a wait list and then it like lived at three ninety seven. And I do remember that first time we opened it up. I think we had like twenty to twenty five people jump in, and you guys like that was a game changer yep. for us. Like. That, that was our first taste. That of was our first taste of what was possible. Products, yeah. And then on, when I tell you, we spent the next year, I was doing live webinars and like getting people on these programs. Um, essentially, what you guys may see now is like you can join a webinar and watch everything and yep. it's pre-recorded. I was doing those live every single month for a year because yep. we were like, OK, we need to keep building this momentum. And it was great. I mean, we had some months where like that program was generating like 10 to 15 K. Yep. And that was amazing. And we just started to see what was possible. We were able to see like when you actually become really clear on your overall funnel, like it can change your business completely. And then like Bree said, we've always just kind of like layered and grown. And um, then I feel like last year was really when online products started to take off for us, which was awesome. So looking back, like we kind of see everything that we did wrong, right? Um, Were there specific things looking back now where you're like, okay, I did this wrong? Because we want to tell you guys like the right way to do it, right? There's a right way and there's a wrong way to sell online products. And while we were making sales with the pin method, what were the things that we were doing incorrectly? Yeah. So the biggest thing is we were so general. We were yeah. like, this is a Pinterest course for anyone with an online business. We struggled so much yeah, to narrow did. in on the we ideal did. audience because we did what a lot of people do. They're like, okay, if I go too niche, then I'm going to miss out on sales yeah. with everybody else. So we would go broad, but then we'd go niche again and you know it wouldn't do as well. But that's because our marketing wasn't talking yeah, to that person. 100%. And so we'd go broad again. So the the pin method, we can never really narrow in on a specific audience because we felt like, okay, everybody used it. Everybody needed it. Um, And that one became really challenging for us. That was difficult for sure because when you do have a product that you feel like it can help everyone. I also, looking back, the pin method was, it was too much. There was no... Um, this is the one thing I'm going to teach you from there, which I think is really important to have with an online course. You can then... And let me get really clear on that. We could have kept the pin method completely the same. We teach them everything inside of it that we know that they need to actually have in place to see success with Pinterest. But our sales page and the language that we use should have been, we teach you one thing. There's one transformation. Mm -hmm. There's one end goal where we really were focused on how to use Pinterest to just like generate leads and sales where it would have been more, in my opinion, effective if we would have said, this is how you're going to use Pinterest to drive an additional two to 10K to your Etsy business. Yep. That person knows exactly that this is for them. And there's one ultimate transformation Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. And when you paint a clearer picture too, and you take what we call the vehicle out of it, right? Yes. Um, which the vehicle is, was Pinterest marketing. Yes. Nobody really cared to know Pinterest marketing, no. um, but everybody cared to make sales. So I always like to kind of reverse engineer it. Look at what you're trying, what your end goal is with your mm-hmm. the product you're trying to sell. If your end goal is by teaching you Pinterest marketing, I'm going to, I'm you're going to be able to generate more leads and sales for your business. 
No one cares about the Pinterest marketing. Everybody cares about the leads and sales. So keep that in mind with your ideal audience. And that just becomes a win-win. Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. And also like using that through your marketing as well. Um, The other thing too is you may be sitting there and maybe you have an online product and you sell like, you know, a couple a week or a couple a month and you're like, why is this not clicking? I think one of the most powerful things that I learned through this process is if you're doing social media correctly and like your funnel is set up correct, you always want new eyes on you. So like, don't be afraid to repeat the same thing over and over again. And I think that's a major point yeah. that has taken me a while to understand and also takes our students a while to understand that it's okay to be repetitive. Yes. And it's okay, especially on those platforms where you're trying to target people top of funnel, Instagram Reels, TikToks, to continue to say the same yeah. thing over the same couple things over and over and over again. You should be repeating yourself because here's the thing, like, even if you're, I'm not saying like copy and paste the same slides over and over again, but like you should be taking those same concepts, those same like foundations, those same beliefs, those same stories, and just like making tweaks to them. Because the other thing is, yeah, maybe Sally watches your stories every single day, but maybe last week she had the volume off or she was just kind of, you know, scrolling Mm -hmm. through really fast. And today she's actually showing up and watching your stories with the intent to buy from you. Like, what if you don't show up with that same story, with yep. that same, like, whatever she needs to hear that day, I Absolutely. guess is what I'm trying to get at, is that even if the same people are watching it over and over again, you may say something slightly different that day that then makes them be like, damn, I need that. And we see that all the time yeah. with people who decide to buy our products or yeah. programs or opt into something where they've been on maybe our email list for a while, or yeah. they'll they'll jump in our DMs and say, you know, I've been a follower for a while, but like your story resonated with yep. me today or that thing you said really hit me yeah. and realized like made me realize that that was my, that was my life. And, you know, I'm ready to make some sort of jump or change. It's kind of incredible that the same thing holds so much weight on different days for people. And yeah, just continuing to be present and, and, um, speak about it. So, so, okay. Those are the things that we did wrong, but if, well, we did one more thing. Oh, tell me, did I miss something? We spent time creating a product before we ever sold it. Yeah, that's probably the biggest thing that we did wrong, which we're going to get into all of that. Yes. And pre-selling. So so let's switch gears, right? Because we're telling you what we did wrong so that you can learn from our mistakes and then how we would do it correctly. So it may seem like we're repeating ourselves, but I want to just kind of go down that list as a good recap of if we were to launch an online course today, brand new, what would we do? Well, first, we would make sure that there's an interest in it. So we would test it. And how we do that is by creating content on social and driving people to a waitlist. We also send a... Um, the waitlist link out to our existing email list and see if they have interest in it. Um, We know the certain number of people we need to have on a waitlist in order to get the amount of sales to like Mm -hmm. make the product. So it's really easy for us to say if only 10 people sign up for this wait list, something's off with our messaging. Maybe we're not hitting something the right way and we can kind of reevaluate before we ever spend months creating this product. The other thing you can do, and it's similar, it's still testing the concept, but this is what we did for a very long time. And we still do from time to time is 
are you can you offer some sort of masterclass, yeah. some sort of free education for this audience? You'll have a lot more likelihood that people will opt in for a free training or a free masterclass that maybe yeah. you could do live to gauge interest in your product as well. Mm-hmm. So what can you spend 45 minutes creating? What can you coach them on that will get them a quick win, mm-hmm. gives them an idea of what it's like to work with you. And then from there, you can look at the product that you could sell on that end. But I think a really good way to start to build momentum, if you have no email list, if you have nobody following you is what quick win can you give to somebody in a masterclass and provide it that way? Yeah, absolutely. And so regardless of the path you take, right? So if you're doing a masterclass or a wait list, you need to be warming up that audience on social media. I will always come back to this. Nobody needs to buy an online program. Nope. Nobody needs to buy an ebook or join a membership. It's your job as the business owner to create content that actually warms them up and gets them excited about what this product is going to do for yeah, them. Absolutely. And again, just doing the exact same thing we said where yeah. you're continuing to come back to your messaging, you're continuing to come back to the transformation. And this is something I feel like is a muscle that you have to flex and you get better at as you continue to practice. Keep coming back to what does that person need to hear? Mm -hmm. What transformation is that person going to get? That's how I'm going to create my content. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I could not say that better. And I feel like the almost like one of the final steps is selling it before you make it. Now, there's an art to this. There's a lot that goes into that. But essentially what that means is that you have committed to like certain dates on your end, they know that they're going to get content at certain times and Mm -hmm. you are selling it before you spend the next six hours creating this program. And like, why would you ever do that? It's kind of scary, right? Oh my gosh. This was terrifying for me. This very last program we did, Emily said, I'm not going to spend, I think this, these were your actual words. Like I'm not going to spend another minute creating a course for somebody only to have like one person decide they want to buy it, my mom, you know, like I'm not going to do it again. And we had been successful selling courses, but we had bigger goals for this. We also had like created multiple courses after the pin method. So many. We created like a five figure Pinterest. We created a mini program all about idea pins. Like we created a lot that I like, we had been talking about this other program and I just kind of got to the point where I was like, I like my time's so limited. And I feel like if I'm trying to grow the agency side and we're trying to build this digital product, like I will not, I will literally, I (laughs) see the only time I feel like I ever put my foot down. I was like, I will not create anything until we know that like people want this. And it's pretty amazing. Usually Emily's the one talking me into ideas. And this was the only idea (laughs) that I was like, we have got to talk her into this. Yeah. Like, I think that the pinch, like at that point in time, it wasn't called the Pinterest VA school. We just knew we needed a, to teach people how to set up Pinterest marketing yeah. agencies because we were so successful in ours. It was like, this is a no brainer. It needs yeah. to get out there. And this is the only time I feel yeah. like I've really pushed you into it, but you pushed me into the pre-selling part, which yeah. now looking back was the absolute best thing 100%. you can do. Um, I don't think we'll ever do a program where we create it before we sell it. And don't let that deter you because what we did a lot of was live trainings, yeah. right? Yeah. So the very first go around, and this kind of brings us to our next point, is running a beta program before your official launch. Mm-hmm. Um, a beta program can be five people, 10 yeah. people, you know, 50 people if you feel comfortable with it, but get paying people mm-hmm. into your program 
have them um, from the waitlist get some deal, some special for being a part of your waitlist and get into a limited amount of spots in this program. And then you're going to think of your content. You're going to be writing your content down. You're going to be creating decks if you want to, whatever that may be, whatever that looks like. But you're going to be delivering this content live. And that's a great way for you to start to build everything out into a more robust course. We did a really good mixture, in my opinion, of like we would have pre-recorded modules that would drop and then we would do lives that were associated with it. And I feel like it gave us breathing room. The other amazing thing with a beta is like we got to hear directly what else they needed. And we added and we so added many things. So much. Yeah. Um, also, the power in a beta. And this is something that I feel like we've kind of gotten down like this really cool science to it is it creates so much excitement. Yep. Like our goal going into this was that we wanted 40 in our first beta. We ended up having 145. Yep. Like that's amazing. But also like when we looked at the numbers, we were like, it all, it all came together. It all mm-hmm. made sense. We had this like launch roadway um, that really allowed people, we had this like great launch road roadmap, roadway, whatever you want to call it, that allowed us to warm up people, to get them excited. Um, there was like a pressure cooker moment and we could go on and on about all of this. But I just want you guys to know that if you are wanting to create a digital product, like an online course to have boost in your revenue on the agency side is completely possible, but it will not be completely passive, especially if you don't have all these in place, all these elements. Thousand percent. And we learned that the hard way. Yeah. But um, but we want to help everybody yeah. and kind of teach them the easier way. So that kind of brings us to our closing remarks. Yeah, <laughs> Brie and I, like we've, you know, we've said we started creating digital products in 2019 and really feel like over the last year and a half, we have this down to a science. Absolutely. Like we have a science to it. Um, we have a system. And so we're so excited to share with you guys that you can now join the waitlist to the No BS Launch School. So we're going to be teaching you everything we do to to create sold out online courses, um, how to have really successful live launches and essentially everything we've talked about today. And no BS. No so BS. we're not adding the fluff, you guys, no. because we've done fluff yeah. and we are done with fluff. It doesn't benefit anyone. It doesn't. No. And we all know your time is short. Your time's yeah. limited. You're still growing agencies and we are too. Yeah. So we can't put our entire focus into running our online, the online section of our business. And we don't anticipate our students yeah. to, to do that either. We know that you have a lot of things, a lot of hats up in the air that you're juggling. And so we really are going to take you through the what you need to know yep. to be successful successful from the creation to the, from the ideas to the creation, to the offer, to the marketing, to the analyzing and the rinse and repeat. Yeah. We're going to go through that whole process and we are so excited We're about so it. We're so excited. I think it's just another layer of making a really profitable business machine. Yep. And so we can't wait to have this live and launching with you guys. Um, we are opening up the doors to the waitlist on September 5th. Yes. So you can join the waitlist now. You get a great discount. And the link's in the, in the show notes. The link is in the show notes. <laughs> and then we will officially be kicking off on September 5th. It'll be good. I can't wait to see I'm you all so there. I'm so excited. <laughs> awesome, guys. Well, we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you could go ahead and leave us a review and let us know what your biggest takeaway was, we'd really appreciate it. And we'd love to connect with you over on Instagram. I'm at Emily VDW. And I'm at Brie Galloway underscore. See you next week. Bye.